Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? And you don't know. Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and, and influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette, Charvette Mitchell. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia. But guess what? Heard all across the world wide web. Hey, dolls. Hey, gents. Thank you so much for checking us out here for another amazing show. Hello to those that are coming in from Twitter and Facebook and, of course, Charvette.com and iTunes and Alexa devices and my mobile app and our broadcast stations. We appreciate you here. You know, the goal of the show, the goal of the show is to motivate, excite, and influence And that's exactly what we're going to do today with both of our guests. And so we're going to be starting the top of the hour out um, with a dynamic young lady that is hanging out in the virtual uh, green room. She's ready to jump up to the mic any moment now. We're going to be talking to Michelle. Mickey Jones is coming to the mic. Uh, We're excited to have her. Michelle is an executive assistant, author, and speaker She is the founder of Being My Sister's Keeper and Living with Lupus 365, and we're really, really excited that she is here today to chat about her chapter in the best-selling book, Unchained My Legacy, new release, already on the bestseller list, uh, Unchained My Legacy. We're going to be talking to Michelle about her chapter, Monster in Their Eyes. Woo! And listen, she's also an author of The Poetry of My Life uh, and Lupus 365, A Journey Through Life, The Journal, and she's working on another poetry uh, poetry book. So we've got tons to talk about with uh, Michelle Mickey Jones when she comes up to the mic. And then we want you to hang around uh, because our second segment is uh, what I like to call Influential Women in Ministry segment. And I've had the opportunity to interview all kinds of women in ministry like uh, Dr. Medina Pullings, Dr. Cindy Trim, uh, Chief Apostle Olive C. Brown, oh my goodness, Lady Wasiola Evans, Co-Pastor Susie Owens, the list goes on. And so today is another segment of Influential Women in Ministry, and we're going to be talking to Assistant Pastor Roz Brown is joining us in the second segment. She's Assistant Pastor for New Jerusalem International Christian Ministries, and her official uh, installation uh, service is this coming Saturday. However, she's uh, well-known, well-traveled as a speaker, as an evangelist, as a psalmist, and so we're just going to get behind the scenes with uh, Assistant Pastor Roz in our second segment uh, with Influential Women in Ministry. So, Go ahead, uh, jump on social media, tell them what you're checking out, tell them what you're listening to, and say, hey, you should jump over to uh, charvette.com and check out today's show. And so, listen, I'm excited to bring uh, Michelle Mickey Jones up to um, the mic. Uh, You know how I do. I like to sneak and look at um, people's Facebook pages, and um, she posted something. She said, are you ready to just let it go? The hurt? pain, anger, and resentment of the past. Are you ready to say yes and to say yes to you? 
Wow, that's enough to whet, whet your appetite. Let me uh, bring Michelle up to the mic live on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Uh, we're excited to have you. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you, Miss Charvette. Thank you to your audience all over the world wide web. I'm glad to yes. be here. Oh, we are excited to have you and to to jump in and this author spotlight and kind of get a behind the scenes, um, you know, about you. And so certainly as an author, um, I want to start with the poetry side. So author of um, the poetry of my life. Uh, when did you first know that you could write poetry? Because that's not the easiest thing to write, I don't think. No, it's not. Um, I've actually, uh, I actually have two poetry books. The Poetry of My Life was the first um, compilation, and it, uh, I think I was about maybe 10 or 12 years old when I started writing. Um, writing became my release, mm-hmm. and I just sat down with a notebook, you know, one of them spiral notebooks, one of those black and white composition books, and next thing uh-huh. you know, it was full, and I was moving on to the next one. <laughs> so um, wow. it was about 10 years old when I started, actually. And so at what point did you say, okay, I'm writing, I can fill up these composition books like the back of my hand. At what point did you say, okay, I need to actually publish a book. I need to put this in a book. Wow. Okay, that's a funny story. Now that involves um, this Audra Upchurch. Um, so she's in yes. my life like all over the place. We were out <laughs> running one day. <laughs> we were running. Yes, we were running. Um, she was training for a marathon or coming off the training of a marathon. And, you know, it was just a casual run. You know, we were buddying up. And she sat me down and we were talking. And she was like, oh, why don't you do this, 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 the fifth and the ninth and publish it? And I was like, nah, nobody want to hear about my little childish dreams. And she was like, yeah, they do. And I was like, no, they don't. So that was a 15-minute back and forth. (laughs) Um, So the next thing you know, I think it was maybe about a month later, I had put it all together, and I had the poetry of my life ready to go. There we go. So first, shout-out to Miss Audra Upchurch, uh, certainly a friend of the show, uh, and ladies that have been to my pop-ups. She's been a panelist and uh, Facebook Live correspondent and all that. So we love Audra Upchurch uh, over here on the Charlotte Metro Radio Show. (laughs) So isn't it, you know, don't you think more people need somebody like Audra to kind of affirm that, yes, there's somebody that wants to read what you have to say? Um, Definitely. And, And the reason I say that is because when I started writing, we're talking about the poetry of my life being from my early ages up until my mid-30s. I didn't publish Mm -hmm. it until I was 40 in my mid-40s. So that was all those years of silence that nobody got a chance to hear about. And now, I mean, the poetry of my life is like, oh my gosh, for real? I remember when. And that's the type of response that I get. So everybody needs somebody to sit down and say, look, I know it was hard, and I know it was you, but come on, let's share this with the world. And and that's what she did. And, yes, everybody does need somebody to just give them that extra, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. And so where can listeners uh, pick up 
a copy of The Poetry of My Life? Well, The Poetry of My Life and Gathering the Pieces, which is my second book of poetry, um, both are available on Amazon. Um, and you can go to Michelle Mickey Jones on Amazon.com and pick both of those up um, anytime you get ready, like right now. Like, watch you listening, you got two devices. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Go for okay, it. good. And so you have that. And so certainly want to talk about, um, you know, how you've had the ability to survive the past 18 years with lupus. Uh, and you, you know, you are encouraging and supporting and inspiring others, you know, who may have been diagnosed to help them understand, you know, how they can thrive with this, this disease, which can be um, debilitating. And so when did you first, uh, you know, find out, you know, about lupus and then how did you get yourself together to to live with this disease? Um, oh, my gosh. I went to the doctor because I was feeling, like, really ugly. And, and when I say ugly, people, um, I don't mean to generalize, but lupus survivors know what it means, fibromyalgia survivors rheumatoid arthritis survivors know what it means to feel ugly there's nothing really wrong with you you just feel ugly you don't want to move you don't want to be touched you don't want to do everything hurts the life air feels like a weight and I couldn't shake the feeling um and then um I actually went in because I had a really bad bronchial attack and my asthma was kicking up so they did all these blood tests and then they was like hmm that don't look good. My ANA numbers were wrong. Um, and my rheumatoid numbers, my RA numbers were just way off the chart. And my allergies were just uncontrollable. So you, when you get diagnosed with lupus, they have to take in all of these factors. And then they start eliminating things. And when they began to eliminate the natural arthritis and the natural fibromyalgia, we came back with lupus. And that, oh my gosh, that sent me into a scare. I immediately called my grandma. I was crying. And she was like, girl, are you finished crying yet? And I'm like, well, what are we going to do? She was like, first we're going to pray. And then we're going to think of a plan. And yeah. from that particular point on, it was just straight, figure it out. Figure it out. Research it. Talk to other people. Figure it out. And actually in... September will be 19 years um so I'm not new to this so if I say something or I say that a drug may or may not work or it does have an effect it's not because I'm just guessing at it I've actually sat down and I've tried it and I wouldn't tell my my fellow followers something that I didn't do I'm not going to tell you to go out there and try receiver and I ain't tried it not going to happen because I want to be able to give you the side effects of it and how it's going to affect you so that you know whether or not you need to discuss it with your doctor. So I'm your guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Like you said, you're not new to this. This is, this is Mm -mm. something that you've lived and experienced with. And so you've also written about um, this journey as well. And so um, talk a little bit about that, you know, that journal and what you've written about lupus. Well, in in the journal, um, it's very basic. Um, It's a bunch of inspiration because 
every single day, I know that I needed to be inspired. So I, what the journal is, and it's a tracking for you. It's a book for the survivor to just write it down. Of course, I'm going back to my writing. And since writing was my release, I know that it helps to write it down, how you're feeling today. And because lupus is such an individualized disease, it affects everyone differently. Not everybody's symptoms are going to be the same. Not even your symptoms are going to be the same. So... You may wake up one day and you're experiencing a mild pain here, but then you may wake up in two or three more days after that and you're getting bruising over here, but you can't figure out because you didn't bump anything. You need to write that down so that when you go back to your doctor, you can say, look, on you know a couple of days out of this month, these strange things happen to me and they can run more tests. And, and it's all about testing. They can run more tests, mm-hmm. do more blood work, and search for other things. Because lupus is a mask for other diseases. So someone with rheumatoid arthritis will not develop lupus, but someone with lupus will develop rheumatoid arthritis. So you need to have a log of what your symptoms are and how you're feeling. And because it's an incurable disease, You go into a Mm -hmm. depression, and that's what we want to help you not do. So we give you that inspiration. You know, you wake up today, you are worth it. You are beautiful. You are worthy because your hair falls out. Your skin turns colors. You get blisters from the sun. These, These things happen to you that make you feel ugly because you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, why am I bald-headed in spots? Or why is my skin turning color in places? So mm-hmm. this journal is that help that will help you stay out of depression and to keep you up on noticing and recognizing your triggers. Well, this is definitely needed, definitely needed. Uh, Tell listeners how they can get a hold of the journal. Uh, The journal is available in the same place as Gathering the Pieces and Poetry of My Life. It's on Amazon.com, and you just type in, you can even type in Lupus Journal, and it'll come up. Um, There'll be several, and mine is the one with the pretty pink butterfly and my name on it, um, you can go directly there, or you can contact me. I have um, I keep them because I actually give them out in the community. I don't always sell them. Now, if you're not in my immediate area, of course, I can't give it to you, so I would appreciate if you buy it. But for those right. that I know that are di- newly diagnosed in my community, that's my gift to them. Oh, giving back, giving back. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for not kind of crawling under a rock and saying, you know what, I have this. I got to deal with it. I can't think of anybody else, but you're uh, reaching back and reaching around to help someone else. So, again, listeners, if you just uh, tuned in, you just peeked in here, uh, we're we're chatting it up here. Uh, Michelle with one L. Uh, Mickey Jones is our author spotlight. Uh, and so we're excited that you're here. If you're hanging out at Charvette.com, there, her full bio is there for you. We've also tagged her on um, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Charvette is my page, and you can see all of that. And so let's jump into uh, this new release uh, just like just days ago um, became an Amazon bestseller. 
in six yes. uh, categories. In six categories. Six categories. And so... Um, Unchain My Legacy is an anthology that is, um, you know, featuring several other authors. And so in general, just tell us in general kind of what the gist of the book is about. The gist of the book, um, because it is an anthology, it's about 12 women who experience some type of situation in their lives that they felt empowered to tell to be released from that help them to grow into the person that they are so when you talk about being unchained you you talk about losing the bonds loosing the bonds that have held you to your past and in the book all 12 of us in our chapters take a moment to discuss how to break how to release and how to be free from the stigma of pain and hurt and depression and those taboo subjects that we just, some of us refuse to talk about. So that, that, that Unchained My Legacy is, is um, mm, all-encompassing. So if you okay. need to own your stuff, if you need to talk about your mother-daughter relationships, if you need to talk about wealth and finance, if you need to talk about past relationships, whatever that issue is that you're dealing with, you'll find you in there. And if not you, six degrees of separation works. Somebody you know going to be in there. <laughs> Somebody you know is going to be there and is touched by the content of Unchain My Legacy. And so... Um, specifically, if we think about your your chapter, your chapter contribution, uh, monster in their eyes. Uh, so you yeah. gotta, you know, this title kind of grabs you. So, um, what is a high level synopsis of of your chapter? A high level synopsis of my chapter. Well, let's see. Um, the short and skinny of it is is that one. I have to give um, thanks to my daughters because I could not have written my chapter without their permission. So um, I have to thank them for that, because even though I was telling my story, it involved a piece of their story. And if they had not been in a place that they were ready to have that cover pulled back on, then I would have gone a different route. Um, But... The title is exactly what it is, and everybody knows what a monster is, so, you know, exactly what you see that monster to be is exactly what I became in their eyes, that evil, scary, uncontrollable, terrifying person, and and I had this aura or stranglehold on their growth, so I stifled them in fear. So when I was able to not be that monster, they were able to be free. So they were able to sweep the stuff from underneath of their bed and literally sweep it up and throw it out in the trash. So when you talk about being a monster in their eyes, it's a journey. It begins with my journey on how I became a monster, period. And then it evolves into when I became that monster in their eyes. And they are my daughters. Well, we salute your daughters uh, for being um, 
strong enough to say, yep, you know what, you can, you can tell the truth. You know, you can write, you can write the truth. Uh, there are people who would love to write. I was talking to someone uh, last weekend, and um, they have just their life story is very, would be something that would really, really bless people. Um, but their the challenge is, is um, doing it in a way that doesn't hurt people's feelings or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doesn't, you know, they're, they're struggling with how do I tell my story um, and it, in you know, and other people are involved in the story. Way. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, no, and, and that, I that understand is, uh, that. With that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's very understandable because there are other people involved in this, and I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody. It's just that you happen to be involved in that particular part of my life, and I couldn't tell that story without telling a part of what how you affected that. So. I understand the whole thing about um, not wanting to tell it because you don't want to hurt people or you don't want to embarrass people. I mean, I struggled with that too, but the fact that I wanted my daughters to live a healthy life outweighed all of that. Mm -hmm. All right. So you have to make that, yeah, you have to make that choice on whether or not you want your family to be healed or whether or not you want to keep that secret. And, and that's all it boils down to. That's what it boils down to. Unchain My Legacy. Uh, listeners, you know you need to grab a copy of Unchain My Legacy. Uh, and so how can listeners pick up a copy? Now, Unchain My Legacy is available at michelle.unchainmylegacy.com. And that is Michelle with one L. So it's M-I-C-H-E-L-E dot Unchain my legacy, all one word. dot com. All right, there you have it. There you have it. And actually, um, there is an event um, that is coming up: candid conversations with the authors of Unchain My Legacy. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that and give us like the who, what, when, and where? Yes, that is um, an event that's coming up actually in about three weeks, July the twenty eighth here in the Hampton Roads area. It'll be here in Chesapeake. So even if you're not from Hampton Roads, you are surely welcome to come on down. Um, And you can purchase your tickets. Uh, $30 includes your book, the discussion, and your light refreshments. And, you know, we don't do light well. We ain't serving chicken, but light as well. (laughs) And then you can participate, and you'll have six authors. It'll be um, myself. Janika Joyner, Tanya Moore, Maya Lynn, Tyranny Parker, and Vita Green. Um, those are our local Hampton Roads area authors that are in the book Unchain My Legacy. And we'll be there having a candid discussion with you about what we've written for you. So that'll be July the 28th, and um, those tickets are available for Eventbrite, and I can put the link inside of somewhere for you. <laughs> All right, and Facebook. We're going to keep this Facebook, <laughs> Facebook thread yeah, going. Yeah, I can so, put it in Facebook. Uh, Yes, 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 yes. So Facebook.com slash Charvette. Uh, guys, you can follow over there. And um, if you're in the area, um, connect with them. Um, South Norfolk Memorial Library 
in Chesapeake, Virginia, yeah. and so you can be a part of the candid conversations with the authors. We actually uh, had Tanya uh, on the show mm-hmm. last uh, segment last week, and so yes, uh, you've and heard she's from she's real one. good. <laughs> yes. Yes, and so everybody brings something different to the table. Um, and so there's one thing I definitely want to point out. You, you briefly mentioned, um, you know, running marathons. And so you are an avid runner. So someone who's living successfully, you know, with lupus, you're, you are an avid runner. And you've completed five half marathons and numerous 10K, 8K, and 5K races. Um, how do you mm-hmm. prepare for that? Oh, Wow. Um, I'm a cold runner, so okay. what that means is that I like the cool of the day, so I'm either up early in the morning or I'm late in the afternoon when the sun is going down, because again, I run with lupus, so that's better for my body, um, mm-hmm. because the sun, I'm photosynthetic, so the sun blisters me and bruises me, so I really can't be out in the sun, um, but I use my Nike app, I use Endomundo, um, for one, I had a personal trainer. Uh, I had a personal trainer that uh, did weight. We did weight training. Um, oh, we wow. did full body workouts. So I know what my triggers are. So I know how much time I can spend and dedicate to the training portion that goes to running a half marathon. I hydrate. I eat right, and I sleep. Those are all, all right. Listen, not only to running, mm-hmm. but to run more better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I had to shout that out. I had to had to shout that out that you um you know you have lupus, but you're you're running. You know, so the rest of us we gotta mm-hmm. get our lives together. We gotta just get our lives together. <laughs> so again, <laughs> listeners, if you just peeked in, if you just jumped into the show, you're just listening in to the podcast wherever you are in the world. Um, thank you for tuning in. Yep, we're chatting it up here. Michelle uh, Mickey Jones, co-author in um, the newly released, um, now Amazon best-selling in six categories, uh, book uh, anthology, Unchained My Legacy, Unchained My Legacy. So go, 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 check it out, check her out. And so the goal of the show is to motivate, excite, and influence. And we'd love to hear um, you know, what just continues to motivate you? Um, really, what continues to motivate me now is my clarity of purpose. Mm-hmm. As long as I am clear on who and what and for what reasons I'm doing what I'm doing, I can stay focused, I can stay clear, and I will be able to motivate that next person to motivate that next person. So if I lose focus, then I lose my purpose. So once I begin to understand that it's not even really my purpose that I'm serving, I'm here to serve others, and I'm doing it according Mm -hmm. to God's will, I'm good. That's my clarity. So I take my soul to church. I, I sit my soul down to pray. I, I, I sit my soul down to be quiet so I can hear what he has to say to me in order to make that purpose happen. So that, that's my motivation. 
That's good. That's good. That's good. And you know, we can't add anything to that. And we can't and we won't take anything away from that. And so, uh, Michelle, I know our listeners are interested in uh, finding out how they can connect with you on social media. So how can they do that? I am, of course, on Facebook, and you'll type in Michelle's Writings, Michelle's with an S, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-S-W-R-I-T-I-N-G-S, all those S's. So that's on Facebook, and of course, you can put in Lupus365 to um, get connected to my online Lupus Support and Caregivers community. On Twitter, I am Being MVI, B-E-I. N-G-M-V as in Victor, I as in inspiration, and the same as with Instagram and IGTV, it is michelle.beingmvi.365. And of course, my website is Sisters Keeper, and that's S-I-S-T-A-S-K-E-E-P-R.com. All right. All of the connection points. Thank you so much again, and listeners, all of them. And if you're hanging out at charvette.com listening in, uh, you can see Michelle's full bio there and a a link to her website. So that will get you wherever you need to go. Uh, And so, Michelle, thank you so much for stopping by the show. We are excited that we got to feature another one of the authors, co-authors in Unchained My Legacy, and we wish you uh, much more continued success. Thank you very much, and thank you to your listeners. I truly, truly appreciate the opportunity. All right. You are welcome. You are welcome. All right, listeners, we're going to take a very quick commercial break, and then we're going to be back with our second segment. My guest is hanging out in the virtual green room, so I hope she is enjoying some virtual uh, salad and, and chicken and some virtual tea while she's in the virtual green room, ready to come up for our second segment which is uh, a segment that we do um, periodically called Influential Women in Ministry. And we feature people like Dr. Cindy Trim, Dr. Medina Pullins, Chief Apostle Olive C. Brown, First Lady Wasiola Evans, Co-Pastor Susie Owens, the list goes on. And so we're honored and delighted to feature Assistant Pastor uh, Roz Brown in this upcoming segment. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. Don't you move. Matter of fact, jump on social media and say, hey, I'm listening to and I'm checking out the Charvette Mitchell uh, radio show. You should come over and and join us, okay? We're going to be right back after this quick commercial break. It's the Charvette Mitchell radio show. Charvette will be back after this. Hello, we are 123jobzone.com, an online job search portal. We are user-friendly, and if you're searching for a job, with us, it's easy as 123. Step one. Go to www.123jobzone.com and register as a job seeker. Step two, once registered, upload your resumes. Step three, get connected with employers looking for people like you who are ready and willing to work. Don't forget to follow 123jobzone on Twitter and Facebook to find out more about our upcoming job fairs. What are you waiting for? Stop by 123jobzone.com today. Good luck with your job search. 
IndustryBuzzWith3Zs.com. Join in today on the movement to bring integrity back to media. With one click of a button, you can disseminate your information right from Industry Buzz to all your favorite social sites like Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, and to your email contact. Maximize your vision today. Plus, get the latest news, entertainment, and media. Need fashion or makeup tips? Looking for a job? Connect with us today. Want to connect with other business visionaries? Connect with us today. This site is for everyone from teens to music lovers. From businessmen and women, industry professionals and performers. As a member of Industry Buzz with 3Z, you'll gain help promoting your vision. Industry Buzz with 3Zs will expose, expand, and keep your fan base up to date with all your happening. Members also receive free or discounted perks from various sponsored companies. So join the social network. Expand and stabilize your business. Connect with like-minded individuals. Need an artist to minister at your upcoming event? Look on Industry Buzz. Have a voice and submit your article to our e-magazine. Industry Buzz with 3Zs is the place to globalize your vision. Establish it today. Be heard. It's all on IndustryBuzzWith3Zs.com. Are you starting a new business, releasing a CD, writing a new book? Consider Mitchell Productions for your web design services. Visit www.mitchell-productions.com for portfolio samples, specials, and package prices. Remember, a website is not a luxury item. It's a necessity. Check out mitchell-productions.com or find them at facebook.com slash mitchellproductions. She's here to motivate, excite, and influence you. She's Charvette Mitchell. Charvette Mitchell. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show with in-depth interviews from today's leading authors, gospel artists, stars that you want to know about. And now, Charvette Mitchell. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back again. Thank you so much for all of those that are tuning in and checking us out here on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, whether you're listening in from Charvette.com, iTunes, my mobile app, our broadcast stations, or any of our social um, media sites. We thank you so much. We're rolling right in to our second segment, and I am preparing to bring up to the mic right now um, our uh, featured guest in the Influential Women in Ministry segment, and it is Assistant Pastor Rosalind Brown. Her official executive assistant pastor installation is this coming Saturday in Richmond, Virginia, but you're going to get uh, a behind-the-scenes, behind behind the pulpit interview right now. I'm going uh, to our mic now, and we are live with uh, Assistant Pastor Roz Brown. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. How are you, Charvette? I am doing well. How are you doing today? Okay. I can hear you. Good. I'm just trying to make sure you can hear me. I'm good. I'm good all as well. I won't complain. It's a busy week, <laughs> but we're yes. getting through it. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm glad we had a, a chance to, to grab you. I know this week is is really, uh, really busy for you, but we wanted to uh, make sure our, our listeners knew about you, and I had an opportunity to hear about uh, the installation. But I want to go back uh, in time a little bit, so certainly you are – uh, you know, birthed and out of legacy, uh, father a bishop, mother a Amen. chief apostle, grandmother, uh, bishop and pastoring. And so when, as you were growing up, did you just assume, okay, I just have to do something in ministry or did it feel <laughs> like you could make the choice? <laughs> you know, um, growing up, it was, you know, it was all I knew, you know, growing up in the church Growing up with pastor, with parents as pastors and leaders, organizational leaders and ministry leaders, um, it, honestly, it was all I knew. 
So, um, you know, when when it's all you know, it's all you taught, um, it's what you have a passion for or what you develop a passion for. Um, because, you know, you see your, your family do it. I guess it's no different than being born in the house of doctors and lawyers and mm-hmm. professors and teachers. It kind of like, you know, the apple doesn't fall, as they say, it doesn't fall far from the tree. You know, when that's all you're surrounded with, um, with you know, that's what consumes almost your everyday life. Um, it really yeah. just becomes a part of you. And so with it becoming a part of me, I mean, it became my heart and my passion, you know, first of all, for God and for the things of God. And then as, you know, I developed my love for God and my relationship with God, I, you know, recognized that I had a passion for the word of God. And so, you know, just growing up in that type of atmosphere, it just made it so real that this is what I was to become. All right. And um, you sing as well, certainly, and many <laughs> people know you for singing and being a, a, a worshiper and a psalmist. And so what what came first? And, you know, are you considered a worshiper that preaches or preacher that sings? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Um, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, well, definitely, I think um, music came first. Um, you know, growing up, we grew up um, in the children's choir at the church. And um, it, I, I remember being about maybe, I don't know, maybe six or seven years old. I don't know how old. I would know I was really young. And we were, um, you know, I was always singing in the children's choir. And probably around that age, around six or seven or so, is when... Um, our beloved um, sister, Mazarine Williams, that used to work with the children and used to, you know, bring us all together and teach us how to sing and teach us our children's songs. Um, I'll never forget, you know, her uh, saying, you know, teaching me my first solo. And uh, my first solo was God Gave Me a Song. And um, I just remember being, you know, wanting to do it, but I was so nervous and so scared. And um, but from that moment of me singing, you know, that first song and even just singing in the choir in itself and being a part of, you know, the children's music, I, you know, quickly realized that it was just something I loved. So um, I think from that point on, music became a you know, a drawing card. It became such a um, a heart, you know, such so much of my heart. And I just wanted to listen to music morning, noon, and night. Like it was records, you know, listening to records, buying music, listening to the radio. Um, I, and I don't want to go too far off, so you just pull me in when I go too far. Oh, you're fine. But <laughs> I remember, um, you know, my memory goes back as early as being a, you know, probably a toddler to, a, you know, growing up as an early childhood, um, where growing up in the home, not only my parents' home, but in my grandparents' home, my grandmother, Bishop Annie Chamberlain, um, growing up in her house, like, she... They didn't watch TV back then. So mm-hmm. because they didn't have TVs in the home, it was like morning, noon, and night, 24 hours a day. It was 
um, it was it was the radio. So it was listening to radio music all day and all night. And I just remember, like, I have memory of the old console stereo. And I think it was, oh, like, wow. WDYL or something like that. Um, I think that was, like, a FM station, which was, uh-huh. which just both types of music, you know, Christian, um, you know, um, different types of uh uh, music as far as uh, different uh-huh. types of ministries I guess what I'm trying to say meaning basically white music <laughs> Christian music and <Yes. laughs> African American style um, cross cultural that's what I wanted to say cross cultural yes. music so I listen to that all the time you know and that not only developed my love for Christian music but it diversified my love for music um, so where it broadened me you know, but mm-hmm. also with that radio, um, that console stereo playing all night long and all day long, and even listening to Pastor Susie Wright's daddy, Bishop Wright, um, Pastor um, Samuel Wright, um, yeah. listening to him on late night radio, you know, midnight gospel. But then also listening to like, um, Billy Graham and the different family Bible hours and I remember you know that there would be hours where it was like Bible story time and, and my grandmother would buy Bible story records and so I would mm. listen to Bible and I was just like you're bringing up so much I guess the conversation <laughs> is bringing back so many memories but I was I was good. like fascinated by those Bible stories and um, so from listening to the Bible studies stories on the radio and listening to the different preachers that would preach on the radio and even on the, um, we would, I think the AM stations would go off like about sundown, <laughs> you know, yeah. so then they would flip <laughs> over to the FM stations and the different churches in Richmond, you know, and being fascinated with the fact that my grandmother was, uh, you know, an African-American woman preacher in the city on the radio, you know, so with the radio broadcast and all of that, it was just incredible, you know, and um, so I think, you know, parts of those things from my childhood has played a major part in developing me in my music as well as my ministry, you know, preaching ministry. Absolutely, absolutely. I I love that that background. And everybody doesn't you know doesn't get opportunity opportunity to hear that yeah. or, or know that. And so, um, and so then time goes on, and then you accept you know the call of preaching and mm-hmm. and ministering, and you know have evangelized all over the all over the world, you know internationally Amen. and domestically. And um, you know what is the experience like? You know as an evangelist. You know, what is that experience like of being able to go, you know, into various churches and, and bring the word of God? Oh, man, it's nothing that compares to it. It really isn't. And, you know, um, I started preaching, you know, I guess uh, I think in like 85, I believe. Um, I think I was like 18, 19. I think I was like 19 when I started preaching. And, um, you know, God just began opening doors. Even at an early age, I was, you know, being invited to different churches around the city um, to be on youth programs and just being opportunity to speak at, speak at different events. Um, 
for our church. But, you know, I guess a lot of that opportunity I'm grateful for um, my parents' ministry um, as far as being leaders in a national organization, which um, at that time was Mount Sinai Churches of America. Um, I got to travel, you know, all of my entire life. Um, from, you know, being a child to conventions across the length and breadth of the United States from the upper, you know, um, upper northern states um, to out west to California to Boston and to, um, you know, Buffalo, New York, Detroit, Michigan. Um, And then going to, you know, California and having experiences like going, we would, you know, during the weekend, during the day, get to go on tours and stuff to visit like Hollywood and different things like that when we would go to those different cities. But um, it, it gave me experience as a child or at a young age of you know, right. being able to minister. A lot of times ministering, my dad, you know, I think when my dad first got married, he was pastoring still in Florida um, in the early years. And he would go back and forth to Florida, um, still preaching in Florida when he first got married, living in Richmond and traveling to Florida. And then later on, you know, they pastored in Kinston, North Carolina, Well, then, you know, those experiences being with them, I think my first trip um, out of the the quote-unquote country was traveling with my mom and Bishop um, Donnie Graves and some of the others that went on that tour um, to Bermuda. And so I got to travel there to a, it was like a tent, I think it was like a tent revival. Probably was about 12 or so um, when I first got to my first I guess, consider international travel. And it was like tent crusades, you know, in Bermuda or out in, on the island. And it was phenomenal. Um, I got to sing and, you know, got to, you know, be a part of the ministry there. And then later on, God just, you know, started opening doors for me ministry-wise. And um, I just began to travel and, you know, those doors led to, other doors um, for for several years earlier in ministry um, when I was married I started traveling um, with a prophet Nathan Simmons and um, that yeah. was an experience because that opened doors for tent what we did I'm sorry tent meetings and like crusade meetings so that gave me like behind the scenes experience for crusades and conferences and stuff like that and um you know, just so many. And then, you know, being able to travel to like, I think one of the most incredible experiences has been, you know, in 1999, when I uh, was afforded the opportunity to do revival in Cuba. And um, that was during a time where, you know, we weren't allowed into Cuba. And, um, but I was afforded that opportunity through um, a a friend, uh, evangelist Connie Milton and her husband that were he was in the military and um, I was invited over to do the revival on the base there in Cuba in Guantanamo Bay um, and so that was just an absolutely incredible experience and just so many others have just been exciting rewarding and um, and a, a few years ago I was a, I went to um, Turks and Caicos, and I ministered over yes. there in revival, <laughs> and um, that was just 
that was just rewarding work mixed with pleasure because he just, you know, it's one thing <laughs> yeah. to, to be able to preach, but it's another thing to be able to preach, you know, in these islands, places exactly. that are just like, oh, <laughs> you know, the ultimate vacation and tourists. Oh, the water's so blue. <laughs> so, oh, my God, just unimaginable, but... um so, you know, it's it's been blessed. It's exciting. It's, and it's been, been blessed. <laughs> and, I mean, so years years and years, listeners, you can hear just years and years of ministry experience. If you just tuned in, hey, um, you are checking out the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. We're here in our Influential Women in Ministry segment featuring Assistant Pastor Rosalind Brown, uh, affectionately known as Elder Ros. So, a lot of you that may be listening in and um so just wanted to share you know that background that you kind of just didn't um jump off of the turnip truck as they say um yesterday <laughs> so um so now we're here and this is this point in time and in this point in transition um for your official executive assistant pastor installation that is coming up this coming saturday july 7th yeah. uh 12 noon listeners the installation service yeah. and dinner and so tell us a little bit about you know who's going to be there and, and all what we can expect to experience well you know um it's just I'm I'm still in awe because um, this appointment um, to become the uh, assistant pastor titled, um, you know, executive assistant pastor of New Jerusalem International Christian Ministries, I am just still like, it still like seems like a dream because um, I just didn't expect it and I just uh, definitely didn't expect it when it happened. Um, but mm-hmm. I am so grateful for the leadership of my brother, Bishop Joel Vincent Brown, who is um, our senior pastor, and um, he is, you know, our vice bishop of the International Christian Ministries. But he's also um, my little brother, and um, <laughs> I love him so much. But, you know, I'm so so grateful you know for what God has done in and through him in ministry and the leadership that he has just carried this ministry over the past I think like 14 years but I just did not expect that Sunday morning when he um (laughs) took that mic and made the statement that I I couldn't have I I felt like I fell off the turnip truck or whatever the truck is I was, um, you know, people have asked me so many years, are you going to pastor? Well, when are you going to pastor? When are you going to pastor? And I was like, look, yeah. I'm an evangelist, you know. I'm, you know, I'm I'm comfortable where I am. You know, I don't have to, you know, my all my brothers are bishops. I, you know, I don't, I mean, and they, you know, gracefully walked in that calling. But I just felt like, you know, I'm just, I'm good. You know, where I am, yeah. I do what I do. <laughs> and I... But um, when he said that, you know, it just it it just was an an utter shock, and um, but yet an honor, and so I'm excited that we're getting ready for the weekend and the installation services, and um, I, I'm getting you know getting ready for the shift. Um, but at the same time, with Bishop Joel being who he is, I think it was probably within a matter of days that uh, he already started handing off. From making the announcement, he said, "Well, can you yeah. do this? So, well, what are you doing Wednesday yeah. night? Can I get ready to go on vacation?" <laughs> right. <laughs> you just made the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even gotten this call, so he 
<laughs> you know, but it's, it's it, you know, at the same time, it's work that I've been doing. Um, it's just the title now um, to, you yeah. know, be officially going into the title of, of, of the pastoral role. And, um, you know, even though I'm shifting from elderized to pastorized, it's just... Um, uh, it's the work that I've, you know, been doing all along and even been doing as a child or young, young, you know, as in my younger years, um, yes. church, you know, doing the church work and I enjoyed it. So, um, you know, it just, it's now the, the promotion and the title that comes with it. It's exciting. So this weekend, um, we're going to be at First Baptist Church on Iron Bridge Road at 12 noon. Um, for the installation services where um, my brother, um, Bishop Joel Brown, and and my mother, who is our founder of New Jerusalem, um, that is, was formerly founded by my grandmother, um, Jerusalem Holy Churches, um, they will be installing, um, if the Lord be willing, and as they say, if the creek don't rise, if the creek they, don't rise, <laughs> they, they will be installing and officiating the services. And I am honored that for the past um, seven years, um, it's crazy, but it doesn't seem like that long. I have been living pretty much in Lynchburg, Virginia, and kind of having a dual residency between Lynchburg and Richmond. And I've just really been blessed to be a part of um, uh, and fellowship um, and great relationship with Bishop S.Y. Younger in Lynchburg, Virginia. Yeah. And um, when we started talking about a homilist sharing the uh, a homily word for the installation, I said, well, Bishop, you do? I asked Bishop Joe, what do you think about Bishop Younger? He said, I think that would be great, you know. And then I reached out to Bishop Younger, and um, I appreciate, I value, um, I value his integrity because he was not quick to say yes. Um, he, you know, wanted to pray about it and, um, you know, and then he came back and he sat, you know, set me with some questions to make sure I was really ready for this calling and this next level and next dimension. And um, he didn't just say yes right away. And he didn't call wow. me back until he said, Elder, he actually was in Canada when he called me and um I think he was in the middle of a, a, a in between a wedding celebration. He was a part of a wedding, and I was between the wedding. And he said, "God has given me the release." And during that celebration, he got away for about 20 minutes or so and called me and and explained to me that now that he was released, he knew. And um, so I just, you know, I'm excited. The Ram Church Choir, um, some of the choir will be down, and they'll be sharing the music, New Jerusalem worship and music team we have special guest tia sheree um tia rudd from wilmington delaware she'll be coming in phenomenal and and um many other friends and pastors and ministers from around the country that have said they're going to join us and then after the fellowship um after the installation we have a celebration banquet um a celebration dinner um i I won't say banquet because it's not like you know 
fancy banquet, but it'll be after right. the service. And um, if you have not gotten tickets, we invite you. We still have tickets available. And um, we really, really, really want um, those of you that can and will to just join us in the fellowship dinner afterwards. Um, the tickets are $50, and we have a few on sale. You can contact the church office. You can contact me. You can contact Elder Charvette. And um, yes. and and we can um, get those. So yeah, it's gonna be exciting. <laughs> I yes. talk a lot, Charvette. <laughs> oh no, you're good. This is this is. Listen, I always tell people it is always easy to to uh, interview <laughs> preachers and pastors. It it makes my job easy. <laughs> I never have a problem interviewing preachers and pastors. You all keep the flow going. So that it, it helps oh, me. So listeners, you. I have. I thank God for you. Let me just say. I really, really, really thank God for you and for your business and for your ministry and for the um, the gifts that God has given you with this platform and with your web design. And I thank God for your patience because the Lord knows you've been patient with me. And But you know, the other day I thought about it. I said, Chavez has been trying to work with me, get my website and stuff together. But little did I know when we first started working on things that my whole entire focus of ministry was going to shift. And what it would have been a couple of months ago is probably going to shift to a whole different, you know, angle just with the new promotion. So I was like, even though I take a (laughs) responsibility (laughs) of just trying to get it together... I think God knew what he was doing, and now, you know, for where it's going to be able to, you know, share now. But I thank God for you, and I love what you're doing, and you're just such an inspiration media-wise and, and, you know, with social media as well as um, the Internet and, and that type of exposure and sharing in general. You're a blessing, so... Oh, thank you. you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so, uh, listeners, if you missed anything um, that we said, just hang out. Go hang out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Charvette. I have um, tagged um, Pastor Roz. I've also shared. It's a hot pink, pretty, hot pink and gold uh, flyer that has all the information. Saturday, July 7th. (laughs) Yes. 12 noon. uh, First Baptist Church. And that's. That's the Iron Bridge Road location, so 6201 Iron Bridge Road. There's plenty of seating, uh, you know, so be, be there, get there. Attire, should we let them know about any special attire? Those that are clergy are in civic attire. Um, those that, that want to, you know, um, be a part of the attire, but as for everyone else, it's just church attire. But those that are um, in clergy, they ask that they, if possible, they would be in civic attire. All right, that's good. That's good. Okay, and so the last question I have for you: the goal of my show is to motivate, excite, and influence, and we want to know what continues to motivate you. Um, gosh, my I think what continues to motivate me is two things: one, my love for God, um, and the love He has for me. Um, the fact that he loved me in spite of me um, is motivation um, for me each and every day. And then secondly, it's, um, you know, seeing lives change. 
Um, I'm motivated to do what I do, to strive to be a better me, to strive to, you know, do more every day because I want to see lives change. I want to, you know, my desire to help people, my desire to love people, um, and my desire to preach love to the lost, you know. That's my motivation. Well said, well said. Well, thank you Mm -hmm. so much for just spending a few minutes with us uh, on this busy week and certainly... We will see you this this weekend, and uh, just thank, thank you so much you. for stopping by the show. Oh, you welcome. Well, welcome. thank you for the opportunity. It was amazing, and I bless God again for you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And um, come see us this week. I don't want to do it without you, so yes. <laughs> come hang out with us on this weekend. Awesome. And thank Sunday you. night, thank special you. Uh, we're celebrating 26. Oh yeah, we we begin our uh, start. Well, this is our 26th anniversary weekend. We did a year of celebration for the 25th, um, all th- since last. But we're doing one big celebration for our 26th. So this is the 26th anniversary weekend. So Saturday, Sunday yeah. morning, and then Sunday evening at five Bishop Ezekiel Williams. So join us. It's um, New Jerusalem 26th anniversary as well as the installation. Absolutely, and that information, njicm.com, uh, listeners, and I'll share, you'll see it um, on my page, because that is, this is my church, uh, back. this <laughs> is my right. church, so um, yeah. you'll see that, but if you're listening remotely and just want to go to njicm.com, all of the information for all of the weekend's events and convocation coming up and all of that <laughs> is all there on our main website, so we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Pastor Roz. We'll be seeing you this weekend. Thank you, Charvette. All right. Be blessed. All righty. Thank you. All right, listeners, that wraps up another edition of the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. As always, you can jump back uh, to our main website, charvette.com, and check out any of our past interviews. And if you missed a part of today's interview, interview you can just jump over to charvette.com and uh, you can be caught up. Yep, you can be caught up. You can be caught up on everything we have going on. So we appreciate you always. Thank you for listening. Let me just say that to you. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing week and holiday. Peace and love. Live from Richmond, Virginia, you've been listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Catch Charvette Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.